Who, who is The Rock Johnson? Dwayne Douglas Johnson, born May 2nd, 1972, also known by his ring name The Rock, is an American actor, businessman and former professional wrestler, widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. He wrestled for WWE for eight years prior to pursuing an acting career. His films have grossed over $3.5 billion in North America and over $10.5 billion worldwide, making him one of the world's highest grossing and highest paid actors. That's helpful, but it's kind of dumb and hacky to pull from a Wikipedia page to describe someone. It's not that far off Webster's Dictionary defines. So I prefer the words of the man himself. Quote, I'm an entrepreneur, founder, and industrialist, and I absolutely love what I do, which is putting in the work of my own two hands, building global brands, creating quality products, and most importantly, taking care of and meeting the needs of the consumers. The people. The Rock is more than an actor. Well, he was a wrestler, so duh. But you know what I mean. I've been fascinated by The Rock for years. Not necessarily his movies. Um, we'll get to that. But rather him. The persona, if it can be called that. See, Dwayne Johnson is the last of a very rare breed. The era of the movie star as a reason that people go to the movies is dying out. Audiences are far more likely to go to the cinema for a franchise they like, or a character to member from something, like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, an IP, or intellectual property, to use Hollywood speak. But The Rock is a movie star. He is a brand under himself. People see movies because he's in them. He's paid well for it, too. As that wiki episode very kindly told us, his films have grossed $10 billion worldwide, and counting. It's not Marvel money, but it's still a lot. It does seem as if The Rock is fulfilling his goal of taking care of meeting the needs of the consumers. But why do they go and see him? What is it about The Rock that defies current trends, that compels the average guy on the Oklahoma omnibus to head to the cinema and buy a ticket for Skyscraper, or Rampage, or Central Intelligence? Maybe it's his charisma. I mean, say what you like about his acting skills, and we will, but when he's on screen, you tend to watch. He's likeable, too. His Instagram is full of folksy, self-deprecating stories that deflate the expectations you might have of a really puffed-up Hollywood star. It could be that he's inoffensive. I mean, not to bring up the spectre of Will Smith's Oscar slap again. I mean, sorry, actually, I, I just did. But there is no way in hell that Dwayne Johnson would do that. There's no way he'd leave his seat if his wife was insulted. He would never even swear on camera. His media training is immaculate. He is a reassuring, family-friendly presence, and you can never really know his opinions on anything at all. We could point to how much he built his considerable fame before he entered acting. I mean, look, wrestling is not my expertise, but even I know why he's called The Rock. For over a decade before he became America's most reliable action star, he was the staple of WWE. It's well known that wrestling, with its theatrical, narrative-driven nature and heavy focus on marketing, is an ideal funnel to Hollywood. John Cena has made, also made that step. When The Rock first began to appear in movies, around the mid-2000s or so, people already knew who he was. He was ubiquity. 
of the rare comparison points in terms of double action stars these days is Tom Cruise. He remains pretty much as famous as he's ever been. But Cruise's output has dwindled in recent years. He's virtually abandoned acting in anything other than his staple Mission Impossible franchise, which puts out films every three to four years, with the upcoming Top Gun sequel um, as an exception. But The Rock has consistently appeared in at least two major films a year for about eight years now, with only a brief break for the pandemic in 2020. In that time, he also appeared in all 47 episodes of Elizabeth Warren's favourite show, Bowlers, hosted several reality shows, and now has an autobiographical sitcom on NBC, Young Rock, in which he's a series regular and plays himself as a presidential candidate in the year 2032. He's never off your screens. It could be that he's made himself into a brand, as a statement above suggests. The Rock has abandoned wrestling, but film isn't his only pursuit. He has his own successful tequila company, and believe me, we'll circle back to that. He has his he had blah. Sorry, audiences, this is an unpolished thing. Has an energy drink brand, and sells sports gear and merchandise by the bucket full. He runs a production company, Seven Bucks, with his ex-wife, that works hands-on with every single property that involves The Rock. His Instagram, if you check it, is astonishingly curated and highly prolific, with posts going up most days. The Rock has played the diversification, diversification game to a T. Or maybe it's none of those. The nature of a movie star is an intangible thing. There are jagged edges, too, to the seemingly Teflon bodybuilder. There are his highly questionable political stances, his rampantly capitalist personal ideology, when we can't forget that he voluntarily called himself an industrialist, which is something that very few people would do. There is, as we can never forget, the fraught question of his brutal feud with Fast and Furious co-star Vin Diesel, in which The Rock infamously referred to Diesel as a, quote, chicken shit candy ass. See, my interest in The Rock isn't necessarily admiration. I think that in many ways, he could be said to represent some of the darkest impulses of this present climate. And though this is a less weighty thing to say, the quality of his films are mixed. Many have argued that they are boilerplate blockbusters crafted by journeymen for hire without soul or passion, and, you know, who's to say if they're wrong? So the fact that his characters never seem to change or differ, no matter the setting or the context. The Rock has played Jungle Boat Captains, the video game avatars of teenage boys, genius zoologists, government agents, and bodybuilders. But they're all kind of the same guy. It has been noted before that he has a particular fondness for wearing a beige khaki shirt in jungle settings, which he's done in like five films. Really, it's a genuinely open question as to whether he's good at acting at all. And, you know, as one of the biggest actors in the world, and as one of our last movie stars, the quality and nature of films does matter. The Rock is a complicated figure. Perhaps we can never fully understand him. But as a just-about journalist, just about, I'd like to try. I'd like you to, to welcome you to this um, investigative series, which I'm calling Dot 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 and a Hard Place. Pause for claps. This is, I feel pretty confident saying, the first ever piece of dedicated academic journalism about Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Please excuse any pretentiousness along the way. Um, this is as close as I will ever get to making a true crime podcast.
I picked out 10 films, which I believe encapsulate The Rock's reign as one of Hollywood's last action stars, and indicate the complications inherent in attempting to be a man who appeals to everyone. How, in this divided time, has The Rock been embraced by the world? What kind of example is he setting of Hollywood? Is there a hollow core beneath the Terramana tequila? Our journey will begin sometime in The Rock's acting career, in the year 2011. At this point, The Rock has appeared in plenty of films to date, including Game Plan, Southland Tales, and <laughs> Two Fairy. But his career hasn't fully taken off yet. He's yet to find his own identity as an actor. That is, until he accepts the role in the latest instalment of a flagging action series, choosing to refit itself as an ensemble high story after a couple of low-grossing instalments. His co-star and on-screen rival is a fellow muscle-bound bald man. The role is government agent Luke Hobbs. The co-star is Vin Diesel. The film, of course, is Fast Five, the fifth in the Fast and the Furious series, which you would know because it's called that. It will cement The Rock as a new action star, give him his first successful franchise of many, and kickstart one of Hollywood's most entertaining celebrity feuds of the 21st century. We'll start there. We'll jump into each of the 10 films every other week, if we can. On the off weeks, you can tune in for a uh, shorter and quote-unquote-unquote sweeter side installment, examining a critical aspect of rock lore. This series will be here for you in both podcast and written form. Choose whichever one you like. I just really want to live my true crime podcast dreams. Join us in a couple of weeks for Fast Five. Let's see how it goes.